the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KYCR Golden Valley, your exclusive Twin Cities home for the Ramsey Show. Live weekday afternoons from 1 to 4. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Big problems for millions of people in California as they begin to realize they have no flood insurance. Even in the aftermath of a string of recent floods that have caused so much damage in the state, United Policyholders Executive Director Amy Bach says flood insurance simply isn't considered by most insurance agents. You talk to an insurance agent in Florida or Louisiana, they know all about flood insurance. They know that there's you can buy it through the, the federal, you know, the National Flood Program or a private company. But it's not normally done in California. Only 2% of homes and other buildings are covered. Congressman Jim Banks is running for the U.S. Senate. He says he wants to push back against woke culture in American classrooms. We need to raise up a patriotic generation and the next generation of Americans, not teach them that America is anything but the greatest country in the history of the world. Banks spoke to the Salem Radio Network, and this is SRN News. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-942-1451 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-942-1451 for your free quote. That's 800-942-1451. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony Madrid. Staff Sergeant Smith, the I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Sergeant Kiel. William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I'm proud to be a member. And I'm proud to serve in the United States. And I am proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. No! Come on, rise and shine. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? It's going to be a great year. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Is it safe? It's the King Banyan Show. This is a man. Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The mind is a globe with whirling, transient nodes of thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me a week off last week. Um, I'll tell a couple stories from, from uh, traveling. Uh, uh, typically in January, uh, usually over the uh, Martin Luther King holiday, um, I go visit a very good friend who lives uh, in the Phoenix area. And he and I and about between six and ten other guys... 
Um, go play a series of golf courses. I, first story from this, um, and, and as, as uh, the intro says, uh, this is about economics. So, I'm not, so it's a golf trip, and I'm going to talk about golf, but I'm not going to talk about golf in terms of how I played, in case you're interested. I played great. Oh, it was such a good weekend for the golf clubs. But nobody cares. Okay, so skip that. Here's what's interesting. Arizona, of course, is a massive destination for golf. And you get, as you might expect, a range of different golf courses out there. Land is plentiful. If you've ever driven around the Phoenix or Tucson areas, what you know is there's lots of land. It looks really rugged. And you'll see you'll see a lot of empty space with a subdevelopment um, somewhere in the middle uh, that might be gated, might be not. Lots of houses sitting together, sharing resources, so forth. And lots of golf courses. The golf courses come in various shapes and sizes, various prices. And so and so, um, when I've done this trip so many years, we've typically sort of had in our minds a budget. Here's how much we would be willing to spend on playing golf over the weekend. And, and honestly... I'm not going to tell you what that number is, but I will tell you the amount I spend on golf is greater than I spend on the plane ticket. And because my friend has a house that can sleep eight guys, um, you know, we we just give him some money for the house to 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 cover whatever additional utilities and wear and tear we've put on the place. And then we we leave him a gift, too, um, as well, because he's he's a he's a fantastic host. But so the amount of money we spend on the golf isn't that is a pretty significant number. How and so I'm used to playing a series of courses that would be considered among the top courses in the area because it's my one big golf trip of the year. I go north, I go up north into the Nisswa area and play those courses up there. Then I go go down to Arizona, I play those courses, and I typically don't take any other golf trips in the year. Because unlike many of these guys, I'm still working, and the biggest cost to me, thinking economically, the biggest cost to me is actually not the lost wages, because of course I get paid, I have I have I have vacation days to burn, and I'm only using up maybe a week's worth on these two golf trips, but it's the vacation tax, right? You, you people who work know what I'm talking about. You leave, you come back, the mailbox is full. The, the, uh, I just came back into my office on, on Tuesday, and there was a stack of things sitting for signatures. Um, all of that was happening. Um, and it was, anyway, that's, that's the most significant cost. But the golf courses, at least those in Arizona, have become ridiculously expensive. Because COVID changed how people decided they wanted to live and had to consume. So a golf course that I might have, and I'm not going to name names. Um, some of you might try to guess with me on Twitter using the hashtag pound KBRS. You can just ask, is one of the courses this or that? I'm not going to tell you yes or no, but I'll say I've played that course. I have not played that course. I can tell you of the courses I typically have played most of them are now at a price that I go, ooh, I really can't afford that. One or two have held themselves down, but I've tried to give you some parameters that will let you think about what those will be like. I think the economic lesson here and why I would talk about my golf trip is that there is still substantial demand, I believe, for services that are experiences. Great dinners out, I think, are way more expensive than they were before. Great golf courses, great beach properties, great trips to to particular spots in Europe. I can only imagine. We, t- you know, one of my guys talked about. We really should do a, a, a Scotland, Northern Ireland trip. Yeah, I'm absolutely down with that. But I got to tell you, the price of that is going to be is going to make your eyes water. Um, it is, it's going to be expensive because, and, and this is, this is a theme that I've had in talks now for quite some time. 
there is still a substantial portion of the savings buildup from 2020, excuse me, in 2021 that still sits on the household balance sheets. And it actually goes across the spectrum. There actually is money at the high end, and there's still money at the low end. Not very much, because, of course, when you put them on a graph together, the scale compresses what you see on that low end. But I don't think even lower-income people are hurting. So I got I was giving a talk um, Thursday to uh, a group of advisors to one of our nearby uh, commercial banks. And and one of the advisors started to talk about debt defaults and people overextended on credit cards and all all that. Went back and I showed the numbers again because I'd already shown them that. And I said, I got to tell you, I don't think you're right about that. And I'm I'm impressed that people continue to tell me that they believe that their neighbors are, you know, overextended on credit. Possibly so. But remember, we live in a world where there's where there's a tight labor market. And many people, are, it's a tight labor market because many people have chosen not to work. And I won't go down that road yet. Maybe I'll go there later this morning. But I don't think so. But I still think, in, the, in my case for why, you should probably be cautious about ever saying, well, there's a 100% chance of there being, being a recession. 100% is not in my lexicon. I always have to admit the possibility that I'm going to be wrong. I think there's going to be a recession that's either started in December or January. will start sometime in the next few months. I think it's going to be a small and shallow recession. And the reason it's small and shallow is because of that savings number that's still out there. Will that money eventually dry up? Yes. When? Probably in the middle of the year. Does that mean the recession, okay, would be my estimate. Does that mean that the recession will last a long time or get steeper in the second half of 23? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is I think the adjustments in business investment and particularly in residential housing investment are already well underway. And they have a cycle all their own separate from the household cycle. I expect that those will start to ramp back up in the second half of 23. So consumption holds this to a shallow recession so far. And then and then going forward, um, going forward, business investment probably, I think, helps us. And I also think at some point, at some point, the negative impact on the U.S. economy from a very strong dollar reverses because I do expect the dollar has probably overshot where it needs to be. Um, typically, exchange rate changes involve an overshooting, and I think we're in the middle of that overshooting right now. So I think I think the trade balance will get better. Um, but I'm always but I I didn't reflect on this when I was talking to that that bank group on Thursday. But as I think about it today, I think to myself, you know, there's a story there. Who is buying all those rounds of golf? Is it vacationers like me? Yeah, a little bit. I don't think I'm the biggest piece of demand, particularly not when they're taking the prices. I can tell you one course that I have played uh, was now charging in excess of $600 for, it would have been for a, for a whole day. So I would have been able to play, thir- I would have been able to play 36 holes. Had and it's hard at this time of the year to actually get 36 holes in. So typically you go back out and I think one day I was able to get 16 additional holes in. And the other day I think I only was able to manage. Well, I could have managed more, but but it was the last day of the trip. And frankly, I'd already played over 100 holes of golf in about 96 hours and I was wiped. It was time, it was time, it was time for this one to go home. Uh, so I, uh, 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 and so I did. Uh, and, uh, and and drove off the course with probably another 40 minutes of daylight still left. I could have squeezed a few more holes in. But at any rate, um, $650 for a course that I know I paid less than half that. Um, 
no more than five years ago. I think that's the type of inflation we're seeing in some places. I think that's services inflation, and I think it's really sticky. I don't think that, you know, I had somebody else at this bank thing ask me, do you think these prices come back down? I said, no, they just stop raising. But they will they retreat? Probably not, because the prices of everything else have gone up. And what really matters in demand is not the dollar sticker price, but the but the relative demand, the, the relative price, excuse me, the price of this good versus some other good you might buy instead. If the golf has gone up 50%, but so has the cost of skiing, chances are that the demand for those two things, which are substitute activities, stays roughly the same. I ski, I don't, I don't, I mean, I golf and I don't ski, so that's not a relevant substitution for me, but I know lots of people for whom that would be. Or going to, going boating or something like that. At any rate, those are the things that I think about as I'm, as I'm looking at the menu of prices at the golf course. We'll get back to some more uh, more uh, statistics of the week. And, uh, and uh, yes, we'll have some Fed talk because, of course, the Fed's now about to go in its quiet period um, as it gets ready for its FOMC meetings 10 days hence. Um, and, uh, and we'll have that right after this. You are listening to the King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Sightseeing in Ferris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Blinds.com wants to thank all our customers for making us the number one online retailer of custom window coverings. To celebrate, we're giving you up to 45% off site-wide. With Blinds.com, there's no guesswork, no hassle, and no multiple trips to the store. And right now, we're thanking all our customers with big savings at our big thank you sale. Upgrading your window coverings is a minor project with a major impact. And Blinds.com makes it easier and more affordable than you think. Need help choosing? Talk to a Blinds.com expert designer for free to make the best selection from trendy woven wood to classic shutters, shades, and more. See for yourself why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews. Plus, you can rest easy with Blinds.com's professional installation services and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Shop Blinds.com's big thank you sale now through January 24th and save up to 45% site-wide. Up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center but didn't really know them until we toured. We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. A year ago, we introduced wet technology into our softeners. It's exclusive to Commerce. Since then, customers have saved an average of 700 gallons of water and over 300 pounds of salt each year. And you can, too. Go to Commerce.com. I got that trouble in mind. That's true. I have almost lost my mind. Oh, life. 
Sometimes I feel like dying. Welcome back, King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. Very, uh, very happy to be with you. Be back uh, from from a brief trip down uh, to Arizona, uh, and all it tells me is I would truly, I, I truly like that state, and uh, it's on my short list of places to retire to when I finally get around to that. Not ready for that yet. Um, someday, just not yet. So let's turn back to um, let's turn back to uh, to what we. Uh, what we normally do on the show, which is taking a look at the economic data of the week. Take, and, and by and large, this week would have been a week for team recession. Um, the headline numbers that caught everybody's attention would have been in both, uh, would have been first of all in retail sales, which slipped uh, dramatically 1.1% in December. Everybody expected a smaller drop than that. Um, it's the second straight month that it's dropped after having a drop of about 1% revised down from half a percent in November. So that is a, that is a big drop. Um, we had a big increase in October and then two months of, of negative one, one and a half. Um, it doesn't look good. So how does that fit with what I told you? Um, what I told you just in the previous segment, that household balance sheets look pretty good. They actually look like they have enough money um, in savings to tide themselves over. I think what happens is that in a world where you're experiencing inflation that is relatively new to you, that you have not experienced in the past. You tend to think to yourself, well, if those prices were to come back down, it would make sense for me to wait. So if I look at the retail sales number over the last year, December to December, because we obviously we're still in January, so we don't have those numbers yet. So if I look at December 21 to December 22, retail sales went up 6%. Sounds good, but as you, as my King Banyan Radio Show listeners know, um, those numbers are not adjusted for inflation. When you do adjust them for inflation, the answer is sales slightly declined. Now, the old, there's an old line that people use frequently that I assume many of my listeners have already heard, but in case there's some that haven't, the line is the cure for high prices is high prices. If there's too much demand in the market relative, relative to the quantity that can be supplied, an increase in prices will cause some people to delay their consumption. The caveat to that is they only choose to delay their consumption if they believe they can get a better price in the future. They may not, in fact, believe that to be true. And so... I think they are quite concerned about whether or not inflationary expectations goes up and the fact that retail sales are actually dragging behind the increase in prices, meaning that real retail sales are falling year over year. I think that is something that encourages policymakers to say, hey, you know what, we might be getting a handle on one part of the inflation problem. I think more to the point, and I'm not playing any of the kinds of clips I've heard about this, except maybe for one. I think, so people will say that should encourage the Federal Reserve to go slower than it did before. Indeed, you know what? We will play this clip for you. This is Mohamed El Arian, who I've played many times for you. He's the chief economist and, and chief economic officer at Allianz Capital. He's a he's the president of Queens College in London. Um, a, a, a guy that worked at Pimco alongside Bill Gross for many years. Highly respected, and along with along with Larry Summers, probably the person who was shouting the Fed was 
was too slow in raising rates back in 21 and early 22. Okay, he he was on what station was he on? Let me look again. Um, he was on, I believe this would be uh, on uh, CNBC. Um, he was on CNBC uh, on fr- yesterday and had this to say. Let's play cut number five, please. It's a really tricky one, John. There's good arguments for both, 25 or stay at 50. There's support from data, depending on what you look at. If you want to go to the 25 camp, you look at the retail sales numbers, you look at the curve inversion, the 50, you look at the labor market, and there's downside risk to both. So it's a really interesting debate. I'm not sure there is the right answer. And then you have to factor in what the market is pricing, which is not what the Fed is telling us, and the credibility issue. I think if you put all that together, I would go personally for 50. And that's because I think inflation is going to get sticky in mid-year at around 4%. And I'd rather get the tightening out of the way now than when the economy weakens. There. So I, and I will say, if uh, on almost every show, I get one quote from somebody go where I say to myself, I wish I had said that, that way. I did tell this group that my this group that I was telling you about the group of bank advisors on Thursday. My preference would be that they go fifty. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to go twenty five, twenty five, and twenty five. But the thing is, the market still hasn't priced in the likelihood that they're going to do that third twenty five. Which is why I think El Arian and I both say maybe what you need to do to sort of knock some sense into the market is to say, we told you in the last SEP, the, the Statement of Economic Projections, the, the group, the 19 FOMC members telling you, here's where we think rates are going. We told you we're going to go up above 5%. You seem not to believe us. So perhaps we'll have to jerk you into reality and raise 50 basis points. Now, if they were, if they on February 1 come out and say it's 50, you can expect that the markets will will flop over that because they have been trying so hard to talk people out of it, uh, to, to, to talk the Fed into well, we're only going to price in 25 because we think that's all you should do. It's not a matter of this is this feels increasingly to me not like like we're trying to predict what your plans are, but we're trying to tell you that this is what we can accept for your plans. And I think it's incumbent on the Fed to say and and why I think Elarian is correct to to say you know if we're going to actually surprise the market, we better do it before everyone's convinced we are we are in fact deeply into a recession. The other pushback in terms of what happened on in, in the data this week would have been from from industrial production numbers, which fell quite substantially. Okay. It wasn't it was as uh Brian Westbury wrote uh, on Thursday, just an Ugly, ugly report. Um, uh, no, uh, Wednesday, excuse me. It was an ugly report on Wednesday. Over the past three months, industrial production is now down 5.2% at an annualized rate. It's the worst three-month reading since since uh, 20, uh, 20, the COVID recession in 2020. Okay. John Kemp at Reuters, same same story. Uh, dated dated uh, Dateline uh, London, January 19th, U.S. manufacturers probably entered a recession in the fourth quarter of 2022 based on a range of high-frequency indicators. Okay, so if you look at the Institute for Supply Management, it fell below the 50 mark in November as well as December. IP is now down four-tenths percent at the end of 22 versus the end of 2021. Uh, if you look at a number of the, um, if I look at a number of the uh, manufacturing surveys from the various feds, 
Let me go dig into those a second. New York Manufacturing Index down to a negative 33 reading from a negative 11 reading. And it was not expected to drop at all. <clears throat> That's the worst number since March 2009. Philly Fed below zero in a manufacturing index for the fifth month, seventh of the last eight. Um, so if you look at those regional manufacturing numbers they are coming in pretty weak in that area you look at the housing data the housing data the housing data is is still in negative territory although it had a slightly better read than we had in than we had in uh, november that is that you put those together and the answer you get has to be that on the main, the goods producing side of the market, we're in recession. Now, if you've listened to the King Banyan show for a year or two, you would realize that I told you this was going to happen, that manufacturing was going to go into recession before everybody else. I, that part of my forecast, I think I got right. What I'm, what I'm concerned about when I look at the retail sales numbers, which largely is a goods-driven number, okay, is whether or not this means that those households are also pulling back on services. We know less about that, and we're going to have to wait for additional data. We're going to get fourth quarter GDP numbers here at the end of this week. We're going we're to start seeing more information as we, as we get into February. I'm very interested in what happens to employment uh, in, in the services industries in the next month. In two weeks time from now we have to have all that information before we can start saying that indeed the recession has happened but at least in the goods producing side of the economy i think you have to conclude that that piece is in recession right now and before that 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 snowballs into a full-fledged recession a 50, if you don't do 50 basis points here my guess is you will not do 50 basis points at all in 2023 Okay, if they're going to do 50, they're going to do it on this on this meeting. But I increasingly think, in fact, even though Elarion and I both think they should do 50, I don't think they're going to. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. Every day. The men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment 
to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Show the Biz 1440. We're talking about uh, bad economic news from this week. Really, um, the major numbers that you would you would look at to say were were tough. All right, um, the good the good data. I mean, both the manufacturing indices from Philly and New York have future plans that look positive. I'm we're probably two weeks from having our survey here in central Minnesota out. I'm very curious to see. I mean, I'm sure that every business is going to say that the last three months have been kind of tough on them. I'm really curious to see what they think the next six months look like. That's the most valuable thing that uh, our quarterly business report really can do is to I want to know what are they doing in terms of business investment? Are they actually going to keep the the our local businesses have had their foot to the metal, their pedal to the metal on uh, investing in goods. Now, with higher rates from the banks, are they are they still investing at the rates they did before? Very curious to see that. I'm curious to see what's happening with their ability to hire qualified workers. Are they are they reporting it being easier, or do they just not need workers right now? Um, very curious to see what happens with that, um, and, and 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 so on. I'm, very curious what happens over the next six months on particularly because our survey between construction and manufacturing that's often in terms of the number the, the, the number of people who answer, who actually answer the survey that could be as many as much as 30 percent of our, our our survey pool that we get um, other bits of data that was out there that that probably should be looked at um, um, the MLK holiday probably is the reason why that initial jobless claims number came in at 190. Um, it was down from 205 a week ago. Um, continuing claims is up at 1.6 billion workers. That's still a really low number. Okay, so the number of people actually taking unemployment insurance has dropped dramatically. Remember, it was, it was only about 15 months ago we were talking about look at all the people still taking unemployment insurance. That story died. Okay, that that has been that has been resolved. I think substantially. Um, also, as you look at the housing starts number that came in at a four month high of, but still below the number. I mean, in my head, it's always more than a million is a good number, less than a million is a bad number. We're, we were at nine oh nine versus eight seventeen the month before. So that's that's pretty that's pretty good as i mentioned as well um as i mentioned as well the the national association of home builders sentiment survey it's still underwater but it actually started to come back toward the surface 35 versus 31 the previous month 50 is the break even there um mortgages currently now at six about six and a quarter percent um and typically, this is when mortgages do get low. By the way, if that's what you're thinking of doing, if you're thinking about buying houses, probably not, probably not a, a bad time to do that. Um, there is a, so so that's all of the other positive news that was out there. It was some of it. There just wasn't anything. One thing that was truly interesting, you remember we talked about this on the King Banyan Show here on The Biz 1440. About four weeks ago, 
we talked about this really strange thing the Bank of Japan did in terms of widening their yield curve control from a rate of uh, from insisting that their long government bond, uh, often called JGB for Japanese government bond, the JGB was meant was they said we're going to buy and sell JGB on the market to hold the yield curve between negative one quarter of one percent and a positive one quarter of one percent. Then in uh, four weeks ago, in the next to last meeting uh, that the Bank of Japan's governor, uh, uh, Hirokuroda, had said, I'm terrible with Japanese. Uh, There's Kuroda says, says we're going to widen that out to plus fifty. Plus a half percent, minus a half percent. That doesn't sound like a lot to you, but what that does is a lot of the demand for U.S. Treasuries would come from Japan because the Japanese rates were being held basically at zero to slightly negative. So as long as the exchange rate wasn't going to burn them, uh, on the round trip between exchanging yen to dollars using dollars to buy U.S. treasuries and then at the end turning the, taking the dollars from their treasuries and converting it back to yen, as long as that wasn't going to happen, they would keep investing in dollars. That, that 25 basis point piece was a way for them to control the fact that they, they were seeing a depreciation of the yen versus the dollar that apparently buckled the knees of the Bank of Japan. Everybody expected. Now that did that, but it also meant, it also meant that inflation is continuing to rise. The yen is still somewhat depreciating against the dollar, and everyone expected that BOJ would do something else. They did nothing. They came out and said policy is the same as last time. Okay. I will note that. I will note that if you look at the trade data in Japan, um, uh, exports in in December were up almost 11% and imports were up 21% in Japan, largely due to, largely due to, uh, um, largely due to recovered, recovery versus where they were, because remember, December 21 would have been the middle of a of a covid wave and, and serious lockdowns in Japan. Japan over the over in November sold 20 billion dollars of US notes and and bonds. Um, China sold a net 2 billion, but Japan is disinvesting, which of course means that rates in the United States are being pushed up by these moves in Japan. Those dollars those dollars are being converted back to yen. And being brought back on shore because, of course, the dollar appreciated and those that yen is coming back into the market and is increasing demand. Apparently, maybe, I'm not sure exactly what's going on there, but the Bank of Japan is giving us no information whatsoever. And I think that's having a significant impact on the market. You might wonder what's going on in Europe. And for that purpose, um, we've, we've pulled, uh, and this talk would have been, I think, at Davos. I only know this because she's sitting down. Normally, Christine Lagarde, the head of the European Central Bank, is going to, the president of the European Central Bank, is usually standing up to give her own press conferences, but she looks like she's in interview mode. I don't think you could ever get Christine Lagarde to wear a uh, ski jacket. Um, she just, it just wouldn't fit her style. But anyway, she had this to say, cut number six. Inflation, by all accounts, however you look at it, is way too high. Uh, and our determination at the ECB is to bring it back to 2% uh, in a timely manner and taking all the measures that we have to take in order to do that, which is why we have already increased interest rates by 250 basis points and, uh, and we shall stay the course until such time when we have moved into restrictive territory for long enough so that we can return inflation to 2% in a timely manner. Okay, so 250 basis points is, of course, much less than the Fed raised their rates, which is reason why the dollar has also been strong versus the euro. But my question is, how much further does the euro go? 
And this is why I say the U.S. dollar is likely to decline over the next six months between Japan and and Europe. I expect their rates to get closer to where we are, particularly Europe. It's really not clear what Japan's going to do. But Japan has been waiting 30 years for inflation, and now they finally have it. CPI inflation is there is is at four percent year over year, both headline and core. Um, and, and their core rate that also takes out takes out energy, three percent, um, and it's a forty one year high. So, part of the the difficulty in trying to forecast what happens around the world is we really don't know what's going on in Japan. They're getting a new central bank governor. Seems like some things are some things are moving there to cause them to change policies they've had since the nineties. Um, China, China, I'm actually going to defer China for a week because I think it deserves a much longer talk. I don't really want to get into, but it's like all of a sudden, because we got this statistic that Chinese demography has, has, has flipped so that we might've seen the peak population of China in 2021 and it's down in 2022. Um, all of a sudden, everyone's like, whoa, wait, that feels like a big thing. And as I told, I think I said this on the show, we're now at, we're now at, uh, we're now at a point where it looks like, I think it's either this year or next year, India will have a greater population than China. Um, and that seems to be something that's super important for us to talk about, too. But in terms of what Europe is doing, they clearly believe that inflation needs to come back. They still need to do more on inflation. I expect the rate increases in Europe maybe to provide cover for the rate increases that are to come in the United States as well. We'll reflect a little bit more on that coming up next here on The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. It looks like a map of tiny rivers on a tiny continent. I see an intricate spider web created by spiders who studied French Impressionism in college and wear berets. I see a geometric pattern reminiscent of alien crop circles. That long scar on Frankenstein's forehead, it looks like that. A San Francisco sidewalk after an earthquake. It looks like when I spilled wine on the new carpet. Good idea to bring that up. It's Humpty Dumpty after he had that... Thing. Poor guy, that must have really left a mark. Stare at it all you want. It's not going away. That crack in your windshield could cost you a ticket. It hinders visibility, it's unsafe for you and your family, and it's only going to get worse. Make one call to Advantage Autoblast. What's the advantage? Free mobile service, on-time scheduling wherever and whenever you want, the highest quality parts and adhesives. They'll settle that claim and your insurance picks up the tab. So don't let a minor annoyance turn into a major problem. Call Advantage Autoblast at 952-423-6396 or go to Replace My Windshield. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. 
Are you about to sign an order for siding, roofing, or windows, but you're worried that the price is too high? Keep them honest by contacting me at GetMyThreeQuotes.com, and I'll email competitive quotes your way. That's the number three, GetMyThreeQuotes.com. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to the Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Six foot four and full of muscle. I said to speak of my language. He just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. And he said, I come from a land, land, land. So Spencer's too young to actually remember. But I never remember this. I never understood why this was such a popular song. Do you like this song? Does anyone like this song? But it was it was everywhere. It was omnipresent. I maybe it was the video. I I really wonder if it was maybe the video that did that. Anyway, King Bang, you show the biz fourteen forty. Uh, thank you for uh, spending time with us today here uh, on on the biz fourteen forty. Um, so, what is the Fed actually saying? As you know, and I alluded to earlier, the Fed is in its is is now entered its quiet period. So if you figure out the dates, the Tuesday, the Tuesday, Wednesday on which they have the, the meeting, it lasts it lasts a day and a half for everybody else except for Jay Powell himself who has to come out and do the press conference on the afternoon of the second day, then um, then then you just count back ten. So the next meeting is January thirty first and February first. What we know is the they will have they will have the GDP read for fourth quarter. And that's about it. They won't have the jobs report because that will come out two days later. And no, they don't get a sneak peek at the at the numbers. Okay, that actually doesn't happen. I know people sort of think to themselves that must be what happens, but no. Um but they're but if you if you want to hear what they have to say, I thought this was nice. Bloomberg created a, a montage of different Fed governors speaking. I'll identify them all for you at the break it went after playing this clip. But let me play this clip for you here first. Um, let me play this clip for you first. Uh, this is cut number one, Spencer. I expect that we will raise rates a few more times this year. Monetary policy still has more work to do. The Fed is going to have to maintain rates at high enough levels. Policy is going to need to remain sufficiently restricted for some time. Hikes of 25 basis points will be appropriate going forward. A slower pace is just a way to ensure we make the best possible decisions. Now, at some point this year, I expect that the policy rate will be restrictive enough that we will hold rates in place, just hold them in place to let monetary policy do its work. We can, and if necessary, should adjust our overall policy strategy to keep financial conditions restrictive, even as the pace slows. So that's all of them. That is, that is in some semblance of order, uh, Patrick Harker from the Philadelphia Fed, John Williams from the New York Fed, Jim Bullard from the St. Louis Fed, the vice chair of the Board of Governors, Lael Brainerd, and uh, Lori Logan from the Dallas Fed. Okay, one thing to pay attention to is who the voting members are, right? So who has a vote going forward? Everyone focuses on what Bullard says, but I will say Bullard is not who is voting at the next at the next meeting, his meeting, his vote is simply done, uh, done over. Okay, um, for for this cycle, um, if you look at that list, obviously Brainerd as a governor gets to vote. Obviously, the New York Fed president, president John Williams, the New York Fed always gets to vote because they are the bank press. They are. That's the president that oversees the system open market desk, which actually executes the policy that the open market committee tells them to execute. Harker does not get a vote. Logan does not get a vote. Bullard does not get a vote. So until the after the meeting, 
All they can do is get inside a room and talk to people. But basically all they have to say um, is that they intend to go 25 basis points, not the 50 that uh, we've been we've been talking about or thinking about uh, over this time. Um, I think I've got time to play both these clips, but the, they, they will run over, or this one clip, excuse me. This is Ron Insana, um, who I love because he was like one of the very first talking heads on financial on the old financial news network that got broadcast on KWHY Channel 22 out in L.A. when I was a grad student. Ron Insana looking at what the Fed is having to do as well and looking at the labor market implications has this to say, cut number four. Speaking, look, we're looking at the lowest unemployment rate, as I said, in 40 or 50 years. And so we're short people. We, we are literally missing about 5 million people in the labor force. And again, you cited, you know, some of the reasons why, whether it's those who have passed from COVID, you know, and, and, and Jay Powell himself identified this not too long ago, that we've lost about a half million people who would otherwise be in the labor force. We've seen two and a half million people retire early with no intention of coming back. Many women have left the labor force initially to take care of their kids during the pandemic, but with the cost of childcare having gone up, there's no benefit to them going back because it's a break-even proposition. So from my perspective, we should be opening the floodgates on the immigration front, which is not something that is currently being debated. And I think this is a missed opportunity, uh, no matter where people come from, uh, to restock the labor force. Our birth rate has fallen substantially, 1.6 children per family. That's below the 2.1% uh, 2.1 child replacement rate. So I think we have some structural issues that if these go unacknowledged are going to be a problem down the road and, and Fed policy simply won't cure this problem. And that is the key to this issue, I think, is that a lot of the inflation we're seeing, a lot of what, what's happening right now. Did Was the Fed too tight, too loose at the beginning of 22? Absolutely. Is it too tight now? I don't know. I don't actually don't think so. But a lot of the slow growth we're going to see, because what I see for 23 is slow, is a, is a shallow recession, followed by a very slow growth out that will look very much like 2010, 2011. And we know, we know what that period looked like in our history because it's fairly recent. We should be able to figure out that that means um, uh, a very interesting election in 2024 as well. Uh, and I think that's not just a U.S. issue. I think that issue is coming around the world. We'll be back after this. The debt limit. Should you really give a rip? King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time.
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800 That's 800-884-9018. C.S. Lewis once said, Education without values seems to make man a more clever devil. A Christian education is the solution to this problem and can be yours for half price for your child's first year. TwinCitiesTuitions.com and area schools are working together to make this a reality for families just like yours. Now you can equip your child with the knowledge and moral foundation needed for them to make an impact in today's world. To see the full list of participating half-off tuition institutions, go to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.